The following program is a presentation of the Radio Talking Book Service in Omaha, Nebraska. RTBS programming is intended solely for individuals who cannot read conventional print due to a disability. Ineligible listeners risk infringing on copyright law, and RTBS is not responsible for any violations that may occur. And it's time now for our weekly Community Conversations program. This is the show where we dialogue with voices from the greater Omaha community. And here is the host of Community Conversations, the Executive Director of Radio Talking Book. Let's say hello to Jane Nielsen. Hi, Jane. Hi, Ryan. How are you? Well. Good, good. Merry Christmas. We have... I'm not the only one with a guest today. There's a guest in uh, the broadcast control room as well. So, hi, Cammie. <laughs> it's fun to have a new person on board. So, welcome to Community Conversations. It is Friday afternoon. Happy Friday to everyone. We have a very special guest in studio today, someone from the League of Women Voters. We have read that League of Women Voters Guide, every time there's an election, it's great information for our listeners, and so we're very happy to have somebody in the office today to talk more about it from the other side. So please welcome Rebecca Armstrong Langle. Welcome, Rebecca. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. You bet. And before we do anything else, tell our listeners about your connection to Radio Talking Book Service. Yeah. So my grandma, whose name is Gloria Armstrong, read the newspaper on Radio Talking Book for many, many years. So I'm really excited to be here, and it's really nice to walk the halls that I know she's been in and and see more of, of what she was really passionate about. Mm-hmm. That is so cool. And our guests usually come into our studios early before they're going to uh, do the interview. And so I give them a tour. And I could tell that Rebecca knew what I was talking about. I said, so what, tell me how you're familiar with Radio Talking Book. And we found out that her grandma read for us. So that we love it when those those are those connect. There are those connections. We had one this morning at a presentation. Somebody at a uh, retirement community knew somebody that used to read as well. And so it's it's nice to hear that feedback that people supported us and listened to us as well. So let's start out by you sharing a little bit of information about yourself, Rebecca, as much as you'd like to share with our listeners. Yeah. So I am a native Omahaan, uh, really interested in policy, which brought me to a board position of the League of Women Voters of Greater Omaha about 10 years ago. Um, one of the things I'm most proud about is I was able to bring our voters guide to an online format which is really great, especially for people who are visually impaired. You can go to vote411.org and use your service to read the Internet pages for you as opposed to having to uh, read, you know, not be able to read the printed version. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's lots of great uh, other, other great um, connectivity issues that um, go into that online voters guide. So I'm really mm-hmm. proud about that. Um, So for the past 10 years, I've served in various different positions on the board. Currently, um, as of about two months ago, I am now the immediate past president. So it feels really good to hand over the reins to a couple of other lovely women and um, just kind of serve in an advisory role now Mm -hmm. and do fun things like talk to you on the radio. That is cool. Well, we're happy to have you. What's that website again for the Voter's Guide? Um, The website is called vote411.org. It's ran by the National League of Women Voters, and they allow us to use it. Oh, that's cool. So you put your stuff on there. So wherever people are that listen, 
or wherever people are that go to that website will get their local information. Correct. Yep. You put in your address, and it actually drills down to exactly who you vote for. So the Voter's Guide has... I find it very interesting, but it has a lot of candidates that you do not vote for. Mm-hmm. On Vote for on one it only shows you your candidates, so you don't get confused. That is nice, because that's what you're going to get on the ballot when you go to the ballot box. Exactly. Oh, very cool. I didn't know that. I'm going to keep that in mind. Yeah, and it's uh, national, too. Mm-hmm. So if you have friends that live in, say, California, they can pull it up as well. So if I'm at home in Omaha, can I put a San Francisco address in there and get what's going on out there? You can. Oh, yeah. okay. Yep. You, I like to say, like, put in my dad's address and read his you know, who you can be- vote for? Why not? Yeah. Yes. And then yeah. call him and tell him who he's going to yeah. vote for? I mean, <laughs> we don't electioneer, but yeah, yeah. might advise. Yeah. <laughs> as, as a daughter, not Correct. A, yeah. yeah. For sure. For sure. <laughs> so where'd you go to school? Um, I went to the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, so mm-hmm. go Huskers. Watched mm-hmm. the volleyball game last night. I hear it yes. was really good. Yeah, and I was a political science major. So, oh. yes, very into politics. And then I have my master's degree in public administration from UNO. So, mm-hmm. uh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, politics in your future, do you think? I hope not. Oh, you, okay. Yeah, it is kind of <laughs> nasty sometimes. I like being on this side and being mm-hmm. able to help and advocate for, you know, fair voting, open mm-hmm. voting, and mm-hmm. really getting to know a lot of policy without having to be the one that puts myself out there too much. Right, right. Well, and with your background, you could go, you could work for any organization or anything. Maybe when you get a little older and wiser, you will run, though. Because you'll finally decide, I want to do more. Yes. there's all. I mean, it's always an opportunity that mm-hmm. is available to mm-hmm. me. Yes. Mm-hmm. Start small. Yes. Like run for dog catcher or something. Sure. <laughs> I would be a great dog catcher. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Cool. That's cool. How about family? Yeah. I married and I have a two-year-old, almost two-year-old daughter named Lena. Mm. And we have a dog named Delilah. I have an older sister who is also connected here to Radio Talking Book, and I have two nephews and a niece. So cool. all in Omaha. All in Omaha. So Par- parents still here yep, too. My mom and dad both live in Omaha as well. So oh, nice. yeah, it's we have a we have kind of a small family, but mm-hmm. we're we're pretty close, and it's great that we're all here. That's nice. That is wonderful. So tell us about your organization mm-hmm. and what you what all that encompasses. It yeah. So I work, or I don't work for, I serve on the board for mm-hmm. the League of Women Voters of Greater Omaha. We're a mostly volunteer-led nonprofit. I am very excited to say that we have one staff member who is amazing. She is um, the first uh, full-time paid staffer for the League of Women Voters of Greater Omaha and does so much for us. What we really advocate for is fair and open elections, and that means a lot of different things, but Our biggest goals are voter registration. So we register thousands of voters every year from college students to senior citizens at nursing homes to make sure that they can vote. Um, And then we make sure that people know where to vote. So make sure you know your polling places and how to get there, what's on the ballot, um, so you're informed when you actually get to vote. And additionally, there's a lot of things that happen in non-election years, off cycles. So we uh, advocate for policy efforts that we believe are fair. We do policy studies um, and advocate for policy efforts that we believe are fair at all levels. So from the you know Omaha Public Schools Board to the Nebraska legislature to even the um, United States Senate, we mm-hmm. do 
uh, advocacy work for. So lots of different things. And then we also do events um, around just educating voters of different policies and, and other things that are going on. Mm-hmm. Do you go into the schools, like grade schools, junior high, high school? We go into, well, since COVID, right. that has brought us back. But pre-COVID, we would go into high schools. We actually had a really great partnership that we hope will continue with Omaha Public Schools, where we help to teach some civics lessons. Nice. Um, but we do go into almost all the high schools in the Omaha area and register their seniors to vote when they turn 18. Nice. Yeah. Do you have to be 18 before you can register? No, you can register in the year that you will turn 18. Okay. And you can actually vote in a primary election Mm -hmm. before you turn 18 if you will be 18 by the general election. Okay. Interesting. See, I didn't know that. But, you know, I would have registered back when I was 18 in the 1800s, Mm -hmm. but (laughs) whatever. (laughs) Um, Do you ever advocate for other issues or is it always just around voting no we advocate we have very um strict policies for what issues we'll advocate for we have to do long long-term longitudinal studies right now the state league is doing a study on money and politics um which is a big issue mm-hmm. and uh we are going through our lis- listening sessions so we're inviting all league members to come to listening sessions over uh research findings that our league members have found about money and politics in Nebraska mm-hmm. and what that will result in and we've done this for many different issues what that will result in is a policy stance that the League of Women Voters of Nebraska and then therefore Greater Omaha can take on policies relating to money and politics. We cannot take a stance on a policy that we have not done a firm research study on. That mm-hmm. is our our um, policy. Mm-hmm. And the, the National League also does research studies that we're then allowed to pull from. Mm-hmm. So you could have a policy just in the Omaha metro area that you could promote Correct. versus a statewide one or a federal one. Yep. Um, there are, like, lines over what sure. we can do. Mm-hmm. Like, if we Omaha decided to do a study, it would need to be on an Omaha-based issue. Mm-hmm. But, yes, yep, we are allowed to do our own studies and, and have our own autonomy as long as we follow the rules that are set right. out. Yeah. Right. Very cool. Um, I had a follow-up question, but I didn't write it down. That's what I forget about. Um do you help with things like transportation, getting people to the v- So to we the do polls. not. Okay. But what we do, we have a hotline that we set up. It's just our phone number on general election days. Okay. But we have people, general and primary election days. But we have people manning phones. And we have partners that do that great work already mm-hmm. that we will refer people to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember, I think it was Warren Buffett did something during 2016. That was awesome. Yes. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, we would love to have something like that every year. You know, Mike Matt Bus, most years, mm-hmm. they will provide free transportation. Mm-hmm. There's a great organization in North Omaha called Black Votes Matter. They do lots of transportation. Mm-hmm. The political parties do. They do. Usually, you mm-hmm. don't have to be affiliated with either of the party to take advantage of their services. Mm-hmm. You just call them up and they'll drive you to the polls and... Um, they're not allowed to electioneer or, right. or advocate for your vote in any, any way. They mm-hmm. just want to get people to the polls. Yeah. So we will refer to all those services. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes it's just a matter of people having that knowledge, knowing where to go. Exactly. I th- I know, I think that locally the Douglas County and the Sarpy County election commissioners have done a really good job over the last five, six, eight years on educating the the people they really on have. the services. Yeah. Yeah. And, 
and we have really close relationships, especially with the Douglas County Election mm-hmm. Commissioner outfit because mm-hmm. we're Omaha. Yeah. But they are so great to work with and really provide great services mm-hmm. to the community. So if you ever have any questions, you're call, you can call the League of Women Voters, but you can also call the Election Commissioner, and they are so great in finding answers. Exactly. They really are. We had uh, both of those Election Commissioners in here with the automation system that yes. the blind and visually impaired or disabled can use and they actually were able to demonstrate it for our listeners so that was pretty cool yeah and yeah. that is an ama- amazing service that's fairly mm-hmm. new yeah so it's great that you have been ha- able to have it on air right and i and i think it's i'm pretty sure it's available at, at every polling site throughout so, the state of nebraska right. yep. but again getting the word out that yes. it is there so people can exactly access it and want to make it. sure that voting is easy to do exactly like there's no barriers there's right. no stress no anxiety about it it's it's right. supposed to be very easy and fun right right i ex- you know weather's always an issue yes you know if it's if we have a blizzard the day of voting or it's 100 degrees and the maybe primary. there's a windstorm <laughs> yeah oh my gosh yeah let's hope not um do you police signage at polling places is that something in your purview we, we have never done anything like that. We do have election observers that we'll try and, and bring in. And all they, they do, their job, is to just kind of walk around and make sure people are following rules. Mm-hmm. So that could be a rule. You know, if you are wearing a candidate's T-shirt to a mm-hmm. polling place, that's not allowed. So right. just say, hey, you know, can you run to the restroom and flip it inside out or mm-hmm. put a sweatshirt on? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if someone is out front campaigning, Mm -hmm. telling them to quiet down, making sure that people aren't asking for a voter ID at the at the sign in, you Mm -hmm. know, um, just making sure that all the rules are being followed Mm -hmm. is something that our volunteers do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very good. Very good. I assume you have some printed material for folks as well. Um, Yeah, you hand out like at events. and Yes. Yeah, lots of different things. So obviously, our voters guide is Mm -hmm. one thing that we're very proud of. And we hand out. Mm -hmm. But we also do a lot of uh, materials in terms of how to register to vote, how to find where your polling place is. Mm -hmm. um, And then just how to be informed on the issues that are coming up. Mm-hmm. And I imagine you work with the media as well on getting all that information out. Yes. Lots of great relationships like with people like Radio Talking Book mm-hmm. to make sure that um, we can be on air to talk about the voter's guide or voting. Um, the local media is so great in, in letting us be around. We mm-hmm. also have a great social media presence. So mm-hmm. if you would like to follow the League of Women Voters on uh, Facebook or Instagram, we are around and mm-hmm. um, try to get the word out that way as well. Mm-hmm. So what other things do you do year round, like not prior to an election? Yeah. Big things that we have, uh, we have a meeting every month called Dine and Discuss. Actually, Dine and Discuss comes up, uh, it's going to be next Monday, the 20th, and um, it discusses different topics that are important in the political atmosphere. So this month, the League of Women Voters of Nebraska's co-president, her name's Tony Monette, she went to a cli- the UN Climate Change Conference in Glasgow mm. last month as a representative from the league. And so she is going to give a talk on her experiences there and what she learned at that climate change conference. So we're really excited for that. Um, Dine and Discuss on the 20th. Uh, They're open to the public. You can register online. They're Mm -hmm. done via Zoom right now um, since COVID. Mm -hmm. So uh, they're very accessible. And um, 
we're really we're really excited for that. But we have different great topics every month. They're usually the last Monday of every month, but you can always find those on our website. So are there dues to belong? Yeah, we do encourage people to become members of the League of Women Voters because that helps keep us going. Sure. Yeah, and a membership for a new member is $45 a year and a returning member is 62 and it just helps keep our services going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there a League of Women Voters in other communities? Yes. So in Nebraska, there's a League of Women Voters in Hastings, in Seward, and in Lincoln. In addition to Omaha. There used to be one in Sarpy County. Yes. And are they... They are not around anymore. They're not around anymore. Okay. I was aware of that when I lived down in Sarpy County. But We kind of took them in. Did you absorb that? That's probably a good thing. It's part of the metro. Uh Uh-huh. And, you know, like OPS, the boundary goes over. Right. And it's just the line blurs a lot. Yeah. Same with a lot of other things. Utilities, chambers. The state senate. Yes. Yeah. It blurs. Oh, that's good. So, yes. Well, since I'm going to retire soon, <laughs> I might check that out because it sounds really interesting. Yes. We always need volunteers and people to help us do all mm-hmm. sorts of things. Sure, so, sure. Yeah. And um, so anybody can come to those monthly meetings. Yes. What else would you get if you had a membership? Yeah. Um, so access to our uh, monthly um, newsletter, mm-hmm. which is just full of information in terms of events that are going on and different policy actions that are happening. Mm-hmm. You also get policy alerts from both us, uh, the State League, which does a lot of work with the Nebraska legislature, mm-hmm. and from the National League. Mm-hmm. The National League's, the National League provides just great information on what's going on in the national political landscape. So mm-hmm. you get uh, exclusive access to all of this information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Thinking about the volatility that we've had over the last number of years, does that ever impact your meetings? I mean, do you have people come that have an agenda or, you know, just there's disagreement or anything, or do they just check that at the door? Thankfully, and I can't tell you why, because we do worry about it. We have not had any sort of issues at any of our meetings. Um, you know, we are a nonpartisan mm-hmm. group, mm-hmm. so we do not present ideas from one side or the other. Mm-hmm. Like I said, all of our ideas have been thoroughly researched that mm-hmm. we are talking about. Um, in our voters' guide, we reach out to all candidates from all spectrums and try and include everyone. Mm-hmm. So. Maybe that's part of it. We try and uh, neutralize it before it starts. Sure. But I also think Omahans are are fairly nice, maybe, as part of it as well. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But we've we've been really lucky in in that people have just continued to welcome us. Mm -hmm. What about issues, then? Is that – how does that come into play yeah. Um, if like on your voter's guide and I've listened to it and I've mm-hmm. looked at it and now I just can't remember. But if there's like a proposal on a ballot, do you come out and favor one side or the other? We will not do that. Okay. What we do try and do for our voter's guide, if it's at all feasible, mm-hmm. is to find someone that represents both sides of the issues and include, you know, why you might vote for Proposition A or vote against Proposition A. Mm-hmm. Um from their perspective, from mm-hmm. two, you know, pro and con perspectives, sure. kind of like you would for the candidates. Right. But we would never tell a voter to endorse one side or the other. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. We do, we will advocate for some, like, voter ID efforts is mm-hmm. one thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do advocate, you know, like, for or against voter ID efforts. But mm-hmm. um, when it comes to a specific ballot issue, we just kind of avoid things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. 
So um, what else do you have that I have not asked you about, Rebecca? I, you know, I really wanted to make sure that all of your listeners knew about the express vote, Mm. which is what you had talked about, that the election commissioner came in and and demonstrated. So Mm -hmm. just talk about that again. Express vote is something that uh, people that are blind or, or have trouble seeing can go into any polling place and use a hearing device or other assistive technology features to still vote private privately. Mm-hmm. Additionally, people might not know if you want to vote early, um, which I always vote early now because of what you talked about, weather, whatever. Right. Um, you can have a friend, someone who's trusted, fill in your ballot for you as a proxy. If you're not able to read your ballot, they can read it to you. You can ask them to fill in which bubble you would like, mm-hmm. and that is legal. Um, and also someone else can drop off your ballot for you. So there's lots of ways that people can get to voting, mm-hmm. um, and we just want to make sure that everyone can get out and vote. So if they wanted to vote early and went to, like, the commission, the election commissioner's office, can they use that machine there then, too? I believe they have one at the office, but additionally, you can also ask an election commissioner, uh, an election commission official, to help you fill out your ballot, oh, okay. too. Okay, So they cool. can be your friend for sure. the day. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. What else? That is what I have. That's what you have. Okay, well, then we covered all those bases. Yes. What other things do you – I know I see you guys at all kinds of different events doing, you know, promoting registration and all those things. So what are some of the events that you do throughout the year? Yeah. So we really just like to get our name out. So we go to a lot of parades. So Mm. like this year we went to um, the Pride Parade downtown. We go to the J.E. George Parade on the 4th of July almost every year and a few other ones um, just to show support for our community Mm -hmm. Um, and also try and recruit new members and, and get our name out. We have had a really great uh, new member event at Elmwood Park this year. Um, we called it a, a voting walkathon. We uh-huh. took a walk around the park and uh, with our banner and just tried to get the league's name out and uh, welcome all of our new members. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that we are really excited about is the National League president is Dr. Deborah Turner, and she is an Omaha resident, mm. which is very rare. Um, so we are trying to get her to as many events as we can and, and show off our local treasure and Dr. Turner. So um, coming around the next few, the next year or so around league events is really exciting to have her around as well. So she was able to come to that walkathon. She's come to a few of the parades with us. Um, we always have really fun events. We also have a book club. We have a documentary screening club. Um, and a lunch and learn club that people can can come to, and I I'm going to put come in quotation marks because we're still doing most things via Zoom mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. just because of COVID. We've actually learned through COVID that some people prefer mm-hmm. meeting online. Um, you know, a lot of people don't want to drive, or you know, they live on opposite ends of town, and it's just hard to get together. And mm-hmm. Zoom it makes it very easy. I know. So we are doing a lot of that still. So very easy to mm-hmm. um, come and come to your first one. It's not intimidating. Right. Um, just join. Yeah. I've heard of some organizations, um, I belong to one too, that there's people that would like to keep it 
like a hybrid. You know, yes. some want to come in person, some want to have the Zoom. So they're talking about doing both. But there's sometimes some pushback against that too, just because then you're you're doing both in person and you know. Yes, doing the there's Zoom. there's some logistical challenges right. there too. You know, like we have a room where we're in the AIM building downtown, and mm-hmm. the room that we use for big meetings has terrible acoustics. Oh, so to do Zoom there is is almost impossible. Right. So we need to. We yeah. just we have some things to work out before we can move to a hybrid model. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. especially right now, we want everyone to feel safe. Right, coming to our we don't want that to be a bur- burden, a barrier mm-hmm. to come. Mm-hmm. So, do you think you might do continue with the hybrid model? Uh, I think yes, mm-hmm. yes. I can see us doing mm-hmm. some sort of Zoom indefinitely and some sort of in person. Yeah. at some point. it yeah. it really increases the attendance at yes. things. We were worried when COVID first hit and we started moving our, our Dine and Discuss and other mm-hmm. meetings online. And then we saw actually an increase mm-hmm. in people attending. I think people were looking for things to do. <laughs> right. Well, that too. And plus just the ease of doing yeah. it. Especially, there's mm-hmm. so many reasons. Weather, if it's in the evening and, yeah. and you're older and you can't drive mm-hmm. at night or, like you said, the opposite yeah. ends of town. Yeah. Or, you know, I have a small kid and it's right. like I have to feed her and give her a bath. And if I can just turn it on and listen while mm-hmm. she's eating Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. so much easier yeah so sometimes the the communication back and forth between people in the room and people on zoom is is a challenge as well like i said i've participated in a couple different organizations like that and it is it is challenging i'm glad i don't have to deal with it (laughs) well you can retire yeah i I know and that's something i won't volunteer for is to (laughs) handle the technology ryan knows that i don't like zoom do i ryan Nope, I don't. <laughs> and I like the technology, so I'm happy to be on that end and try and figure out how to, uh, you know, get the breakout rooms going and yeah. the polls and the sharing screens and all that yeah. sort of fun stuff. You, you and so, Becca. Yes. You guys can do that, and I'll just sit back and watch. Yes. Let's see. What else haven't I? Would you have any events coming up, Rebecca? You mentioned yes. the Dine and so Discuss. We're, we're kind of at a lull right now because mm-hmm. of the holiday season, mm-hmm. the new year. So the big things that we have right now are that Dine and Discuss coming up on the 20th. And then that next, the last Monday in January will be our next Dine and Discuss. Mm-hmm. And what time is that on the last Monday? 6 p.m. 6 p.m. Yep. Okay. And you can always go to lwvgo.org. And we have a nice calendar right on that front page that can tell you all the fun things that are going on. L-W-V-G-O? Yep, dot org. Dot org. It's okay. League of Women Voters of Greater Omaha. Okay, cool. Yes. Yeah, the website I wrote down then was the Nebraska Na- one. National. Or national yep. one. Okay. Yes. All right, cool. Well, give that website again and yeah. a phone number that yeah. our folks can call for more yeah. information. Our website is lwvgo.org, and our phone number is 402-344-3701. 402-344-3701. That's it. Cool. All right. Well, we've given our listeners a lot of really good information. I, I know it will be helpful to them. And um, we'll have elections now. In, do we have some in the spring? And then in 2022. Yep. Right. Yes. And so there'll be the primary in May. Yes. And then the general in November. And the general yep. in November. Cool. Yeah. So hopefully everyone can get out to the polls. Yes. Or the call you and find out yes. how to get there. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Good, good, good. Um, anything else? I can't think of any other questions. Um, no, we covered everything, I think. We did cover everything. 
How about the website again to see the League of Women Voters guide? Yes, our guide is available online at vote411.org. Now, is that up all the time? Yep, it is up all the time. So if you went right now, there would not be a guide up, but you could find your polling place and how to register to vote and some other great election Mm -hmm. uh, resources. So you put it up prior to an election, the primary. So it'll be up, say, maybe... I don't want to promise because I'll get I'll get people mad at me. But it'll be may, up maybe in April. Okay, so it's up maybe primary. a month. Yeah, a month. So. A month. It, it's around the time the guide's printed. Okay, before okay. the before, we try and get it out when early voting starts. Oh, okay, that makes good. That makes sense. Yeah, and I know we watch for it and uh, eagerly await for it yes. so we can get it on the air as yes. well. So. Yeah, we, we have people clamoring for it every year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, be sure and let us know if there's anything we can do. Um, send us some PSAs yes, or any information we that. that we can share with our listeners to help them get out and vote yeah. or register or help someone get to the polls. Yeah, we would love to help. Yeah. Or maybe there's people interested in becoming a member and they yeah. could do that as well. Give us a call or go to our website for sure. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Rebecca, for coming in. I really appreciate it. It's nice to meet you, and it's yeah. lovely to hear about the connection yes. with your grandmother. Thank that you, is Jane. awesome. Yes, I'm so happy to be here. That's cool. I'll throw it back to Ryan. <laughs>